listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny, joining me is John Long. Hello. And we're here recording on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. That's right, the Lord's Day. Last show hasn't even gone up yet. That's right. We're getting ahead. <laughs> we're ahead of the game. Yeah. My apologies. We recorded late last week. It's and on top of that, I had an extremely busy weekend. I don't know about you. Well, you you got a lawn care business going. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You're and a businessman. I, I had to take the kids to see the new Super Mario movie. How was so, that? I enjoyed it. Now, look, don't. Don't go into this thinking that this is going to be like the definitive best kids movie you've ever seen. Yeah. But I I mean the kids loved it. Okay. And I enjoyed it too. So I, well, I give it I give it two thumbs up. Thomas and his girlfriend went and watched it and they mm-hmm. said it was pretty good because she's apparently I don't know if she wants to start living at our house, but <laughs> she's hanging out a lot at our house. Okay. So I, I don't know. In fact, last night I was like, Thomas, why don't y'all hang out at her house? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, because their dogs bark all the time. I was like, well, that's what Jay Barker does over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm glad you got to go see a movie with your kids. I think this is the first movie I've seen since before. Wow. Like COVID. COVID? It's been a long. Tara has never been a huge fan of movies unless they're on Hallmark. (laughs) (laughs) And so. Y'all didn't go watch God's Not Real or something? God's not real. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sequel to God's not dead. Oh yeah, God's not dead. <laughs> it's the atheist answer yes. to Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> who would who would we get to play the the preacher who like loses his faith? That's like the, <laughs> the That's answer. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> uh Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I was going to say Kelsey Grammer, but he played a, a pastor who in uh-huh. Jesus Revolution. Who, oh, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't either. I just know oh. that he was a he was a preacher who basically led a bunch of hippies into his church, and huh. the Lord did mighty deeds. Sure, they're always he's always working through the hippies. Yes. <laughs> Psychedelics is the way to the divine. <laughs> Joe Rogan's been telling y'all for years. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so Kelsey Grammer's down to doing Christian movies now. <laughs> you make it sound like that's a bad thing, John. <laughs> Look, let's just be honest. <laughs> there have been some great Christian movies. Ten Commandments, that's a yeah. good one. That's got to be top of the list, right? And then there's some not-so-great ones. And there's been a lot of not-so-great ones, too. A lot of yeah. not-so-great ones. A lot ones. of them are just not good, and we get guilt-tripped into going seeing them because we're Christians. <laughs> That's how they make their money. That's how they do it's it. guilt-tripping Sunday school classes. I, they're not getting me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're not getting me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which Libby brought up uh, a memory she had from Easter's past with our we had a, a different children's director of them having to watch the Passion of the Christ crucifixion scene. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I was like five years old. <laughs> I was like, oh, you better turn or burn, young lady. That's how we do it at Carroll's Creek. Sorry. I would say probably Passion of the Christ. That's got to probably be the That's number one, right? Yeah. As far as good yeah. quality movies right. that are biblically based, that's sure. got to be... I mean, I it, thought the right? book was better, <laughs> personally. 
<laughs> well, now, which one? There were four different accounts. <laughs> All of them to combine. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I like the compendium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, John, of course, is my favorite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's all admit John's the best gospel. <laughs> Everybody knows that. We don't say it out loud. It's the best gospel. Well, it was more than likely the last one written. Right. So he had plenty of time to get all his <laughs> he, thoughts in order. Sure. What and, a smart guy. <laughs> and, and do the definitive take. Sure. Yeah. yeah the ultimate. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Mark. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's like the Cliff Notes version <laughs> sure. of the guy. Like shorthanded. He's busy doing other things. Like, Y'all trying to run the early church here, you know. Look, the tomb was empty. Yeah. Okay. It was empty. Take my word for it. <laughs> Is he was it, was he risen or was the body stolen? You decide. <laughs> but but there's all these people getting bit by snakes and they don't die and they're drinking poison. Yeah. They there don't you die. go. Yeah. yeah. And you know, two thousand years later, so we got snake handlers in Kentucky <laughs> and northern Alabama. Yeah. Uh, this is the way it goes. Let's see. I, I was trying to think of. I thought I had some. Oh. Yes, so the other night in my group chat with my three lifelong friends, my only friends that I've carried throughout my whole life that I have somehow not ran away (laughs) in some way by my (laughs) dastardly deeds, my buddy texted, hey, does anybody have an old PS2? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, we might. Let me check with the boys because at one point in time we had one. Mm -hmm. And Hudson was gone on a scout trip, and Thomas was with his girlfriend, so I texted them. Uh, Thomas texts back, he's like, no, it broke and we threw it away. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sorry, don't have one, but let me check with my buddy. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was so excited yeah. when you text me that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, something I know about. Here's the crazy thing. <laughs> so shout out to my buddy Brody, who I know listens to the show. We've had several conversations. I don't know if I've ever mentioned his name before. He probably doesn't want to be associated with me <laughs> in a public forum. Uh, anyway, so you went with your response of, you know, uh, it was way above my intelligence <laughs> level. So I just screenshot it okay. and put it in the group chat. This is what my buddy said, and my friend Brody responded with, Tiny is a nerd. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I won't argue. <laughs> and then we didn't talk about PS2s anymore. I think we were all like, yo, we don't know anything. Of it was all hacking. All, and- all of that was just to make Tiny is a nerd joke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, I bet he didn't even want to play PS2. He just wanted me to respond. In the way that I did, so you could say Tiny's a nerd. No, no, because my friend Steven is the one who was asking about it. Okay. And Brody just chimed in because he he feels like he knows you from the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. You know well, this is how much of a nerd I am. When yeah. when I when you text me that and I responded, I was expecting, I was like, okay, well, uh he's probably gonna like ask me to like come like yeah, tell this dude how to do an emulator, right. or he's going to like, maybe he has an old PS3 and he's going <laughs> to ask me to hack it. And rather than being like put out, I'm such a video game nerd. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited. I get to use my talents for the kingdom. <laughs> maybe I can I can uh, tell him the gospel while I'm sitting there and, and no. downloading all these illegal ROMs and installing them on his hard drive. <laughs> no, Steven, he lives all the way in Georgia. Yeah. You know, so we weren't going to be able to handle this problem <laughs> right away. 
Yeah, which I was thinking, Stephen lives in Georgia, Brody lives in Mississippi, our, our friend Paul lives in Tennessee. I'm the only one who stayed true to Alabama yeah. out of all of us. So y'all have all turned your back. spread to the four corners of the earth. <laughs> right, the four corners of the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> which for us is the earth. Yeah, right. I mean, like the earth. nothing else counts outside of this <laughs> right. area, our region. We definitely live in the best region. I mean, we How got many our championships problems. does China have? None. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. They haven't won a national championship or even a conference championship ever. <laughs> ever. Now, they may get us in the next world war. <laughs> They might. But they'll still have zero sure. BCS championships. They'll have none. I will die in a nuclear holocaust knowing that I'm a champion. Because my team that I pull for right. has won so many. Yes. And even if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you yeah. can just – well, they may have got a baseball championship not long ago, but football, we know, is the only sport that counts. <laughs> they play in the toughest conference. Yeah, right. And you got that conference pride. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in here and I'm holding my own – Sort of. <laughs> you do better. Yeah. You come right. play in this conference yeah, you come and do better. And, and only let smart people in your school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a plan they had. Uh-huh. Their degrees are great, though. I think when I see somebody with a Vanderbilt degree, I'm like, okay, that person's smart. Yeah. They're obviously smarter than me. So I will defer to them. I heard someone make a joke that when they line up, like their trash talking is you're going to be working for me in four years. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be your boss, buddy. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you pull around my car every day at lunch. And yeah. go get my latte. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that would be, I would take comfort in that. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't know if I ask for prayers, but everybody pray that Thomas makes a really good score on his ACT. Because we don't want to pay for him to go to college. Now, he's already taken it, right? Yeah. Okay. He told me it would be five to eight weeks to get his grade back. Hmm. So I've, I've just been. They don't have a computer. They can just That's what out. I thought. Well, there's like a writing portion on it, too. Uh-huh. So he has to write like they give you writing prompts. You have to write stuff. They so. can't get Chat GPT to. That's what I it. thought. You'd have an AI to do all that stuff. I'm, so, I'm sure they will. At some so point. Eventually, yeah. But by then, we won't need to take the ACT anyway. It's because, already worthless to go to college. I don't know why his nerd butt wants to go. AI's going to be doing all that stuff anyway. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully make a pretty good grade. He's very confident in what he did. So, mm-hmm. And he's a smart kid. He's definitely smart. So. Well, what do we got as far as odd news this week? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about a, a heist in Philadelphia. A... Uh, we're talking about birds aren't real <laughs> and a Texas man who claims a ghost damaged his car. All right. I have a story about a gun found in a quesadilla. Okay. I have a story about alcoholism that is funny. It is okay to laugh at this one. <laughs> Sometimes alcoholism is funny. Right. Yeah. Alco- Drunks do some really funny stuff. Ron White's funny. Yeah, definitely he's funny. <laughs> right. The one time it's not funny is when like your uncle has a little too much to drink and gets handsy at the family reunion. But other than that, <laughs> most alcoholics are pretty funny. But then it gets funny again when he falls over. Sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> or your other uncle beats him up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> Japanese cafe waitress fired for mixing her own blood into cocktails. Okay. <laughs> All right, little Nas X. <laughs> It was the people forgot about Lil Nas X. The Satan cocktail. I have, I never forget about the devil. 
I put on the whole armor every day. A waitress from a Japanese cafe in Hokkaido, Japan. Now, this is the city oh, in Japan. Not, not, the, not, not the Japanese steakhouse here by Taco Casa. Yeah, not uptown Tuscaloosa. <laughs> was fired for mixing her own blood into the cocktails that she served. The, and I'm, I'm doing my best, Brad, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> Nobody gets that except me and you, probably. <laughs> My brother's a huge anime nerd, so there we go. He was learning Japanese at one point, wasn't he? He bought what is it, Rosetta, Rosetta Stone? Stone? He, he told the me Japanese he was do it. Rosetta yeah. Stone. He was trying to learn it. So. What if he has it mastered? You don't even know. That would be amazing. Like, what if next time you see him, you're like, "Hey, man, you know some Japanese?" And he just starts spitting it. Well, I, you know, I, I think he would say more ja- stuff in Japanese if he did. But now that I think about it, he does occasionally say stuff in Japanese. <laughs> maybe, so maybe he does. He's bilingual. <laughs> the Mondeji Cafe in Sapporo announced the news on Twitter, saying they have fired the unidentified woman who made customers drinks called Orikaku, an original cocktail mixed with fruits, colorful, colorful syrups, and, in this case, her own blood. Ooh, okay. And you what know, was it called again? Orikaku? That's my best guess. Okay. <laughs> Sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> Unidentified woman. I, I think that... Yeah, let's her, identify her. <laughs> we need to know who she is. I mean, like, she, I don't want her to go, just go get another job at like the bar down the street. Absolutely. You got like Magic Johnson's ex-lover back there making you drinks. You don't yeah, want she that. She needs to do something different. Yeah. She needs to go mix her blood into asphalt and she's like <laughs> pouring sidewalks or something. Yes. Uh, this was their response. Such an act is no different from part-time job terrorism and is absolutely unacceptable. The cafe tweeted on April 2nd. Adding, they put her in the axis of terror. <laughs> you know. Wow. Adding that the business was shut down for a day to replace all of its drinking cla- glasses. So mm, I just wash them good. <laughs> Don't be cost of goods. Well, they lay, they followed that tweet up with, please let me continue the store a little longer so I can be happy alone. I'll clean the store, change glasses, and dispose of alcohol that may have been contaminated. Once again, I'm very sorry to have caused you trouble this time. The owner tweeted, according to Business Insider. So okay. I don't know if there was like this maybe huge backlash. story backlash, yeah. and then they're like, "Look, we we fired this lady, yeah, and I'm getting rid of everything. We're gonna we're gonna do the honorable thing. Please don't put yeah. me out of business. <laughs> yeah, right. No, look, I need this. I can't help it. This lady's crazy. <laughs> the cafe, which is located in Susukino Entertainment District, has a business name that loosely translates to. Problem Child Concept Cafe. It advertises itself as a space where, quote, dark girls and problem children who are also cute serve customers. So okay. think of like kind of like cute goth girls. Yeah. That's like their theme. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody loves a, until, a, a cute goth girl. Everybody does. Until one starts mixing her blood in your cocktail. Yeah, right. And you got to go do like a photo session in a graveyard. You know? And now you have uh, hepatitis. Yeah. Now, now, you, now you have a lifelong friend. Uh, one of its specialties is get this and all you can drink menu, which is available for $19. Is that $19 and you drink as much as you want? I don't know. That's what it sounds like. Look, I might check it out. (laughs) Blood or no. Blood or no. 19 bucks is 19 bucks. Japan, which is known for its concept cafes, has a variety of maid and butler cafes, many of which are located in Tokyo's famed Akihabara district. So they have like people in maid outfits? 
Apparently, and Butler outfits too. Brad, let's go. Let's go to Japan. <laughs> he would love that. Dude, you're you're talking my language now. <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, man. I sure. I mean, I don't know. The jokester part of me yeah. wants to be like, you're hiring all these goth girls. What'd you think was yeah, going to happen? Eventually, you're going to get a cutter in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're dancing too close to the edge, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, definitely a possibility. I, I would, and, and think of that next time you're, you know, <laughs> waiter strolls over there with purple hair and <laughs> fishnet stockings. <laughs> um. I don't know about Japan's legal climate, you know, because they're pretty much, uh, you know, they're very buttoned up and try to do the honorable thing. But if this happened on the to outside, you, yeah. <laughs> but if this happened to you, you had to be like, I'm going to need some financial compensation to get over oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the Japanese Shinara guy is, is going to clean up with this cafe, mm-hmm. probably. But I don't, you know, what do you do? You hired a weirdo and they, yeah, yeah, I mean, what if you were one of those people? Who, yeah. I mean, I guess there's no way to know, right? Right. That's what it's everybody who called For the rest of your up. life, it's going to be like, I may have drank in this yeah. goth girl's blood at some yeah. point. May I, may, I mean, that's a normal sentence in the United <laughs> States. I may have drank this goth girl's blood. I mean, when you get right down to it, we that could be the story for all of us, right? We don't know what the people who sure. cook our food and service our drinks no. are doing. If you knew the people who made your food at most times, you wouldn't want to associate with them. Look, every single one of us has probably, cover your kids' ears, we've probably <laughs> eaten some semen at some point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. If you're me, it was intentional. <laughs> Try it out, right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably happened to all of us. Yeah. You just gotta be like. I mean, okay. every single restaurant, there's a sign that says employees must wash hands. Yeah, but it's not like we have a guard there, sure, <laughs> making them all wash their hands. Well, I was talking to a friend about something I love to talk about: Chinese buffets. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I went to one in Prattville, and the carpet in the dining area was wet. You know, right? Which to most people would be like, "All right, we're, let's just leave." Yeah, I was just like, "Well, I already got my plate full." <laughs> I've already eaten it. Sure. And it don't it tastes fine. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when the uh when the nuclear war starts, mm-hmm. the one thing that's gonna get a lot of y'all is y'all have weak little tummies, you know. I have told my family this yeah. repeatedly. Right. That I, I will be the last person in the world to starve to death. I, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I feel like I've been training my gut biome <laughs> for years by eating an out of date and nasty stuff on camping trips and everything else. My, uh, <laughs> I'll just tell you this. Uh, last week, I was taking some. I was taking like a, some some ibuprofen or something, and I dropped one of the little pills on the floor. Yeah, and I picked it up. And my wife, because she knows me, was like, stop, (laughs) don't take it. It touched the floor. You can't take that pill. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. It wasn't even five seconds. I picked it up. It's fine. And she was like, don't take it. And she snatched it out of my hand Uh, and threw it in the garbage. Tiny, let me in. Hold on. Okay. And then she reached in the bottle and she gave me a new pill. Uh Uh-huh. I took that new pill. 
I dropped it on the floor on purpose and immediately grabbed it up and swallowed it. <laughs> just to prove a point. No, I got to tell you what I was explaining to Thomas. Like, every once in a while, you got to give him just a little backhand. <laughs> just, uh, just a little one. <laughs> Not too hard. You just got to let them know you mean business <laughs> when they get like that. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm not advocating for domestic yes. violence. I would never hit a woman ever. Mm-hmm. That's the true scout's honor. So, uh, but to prove a point, I did yeah. put my pill back on the floor again. Yeah, right. I would have <laughs> Just, I would have got it out of the trash can. <laughs> rinsed it off. I would even rinse it off. I just kicked it back. It's fine. Ninety percent of your trash once you get out of the baby diaper stage mm-hmm. is just. Paper products, really. So, yeah. you know, boxes and crap like that. I mean, all these homeless people are eating out of the dumpster. Yeah, They're right. fine. They're going to be alive with me and you <laughs> yes. when China sets off an EMP or whatever <laughs> it happens. It's all back to the Stone yeah. Age. Everybody else is going to be, you know, dysenteried up because I don't know if that's the right thing to say because I don't know what causes dysentery. Right. I've only played Oregon Trail. That's my only dysentery experience. I had a buddy who spent two years in Afghanistan. Okay. And he, when he first got there, something about the water. Oh, the water's bad everywhere. That's what, so I've heard. And he said that he spent like the first three months being sick. Yeah. And they had like water purification there, but he said that he didn't want to use it because. He didn't want to. He he was already a foreigner, an right. outsider. And if you think that America is xenophobic, oh, you yeah. should go to Afghanistan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so he he felt like him going over to someone else's house or being in public and getting his little water purifier. Yeah. That just made him look that much more foreign. Right. And so he just he just spent the first three or four months. Sick to his stomach. Yeah, just crapping himself. And, and, and then he got better. Right. So. His body was like, okay, this is how it is. <laughs> this is the new normal. Right. This is the new normal. <laughs> I've adjusted. Yeah. They don't put fluoride in their water and turn it flat. <laughs> Frog's gay. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, anyways. They stole all a, their gay frogs to death. <laughs> it is a privilege to be able to go to your sink and get a drink of water. And this is how bad Americans are is like, we'll be like, I don't like to drink sink water. You know, like I got to get <laughs> purified water. I drink hose pipe water. Absolutely. I will get it straight out of the sink at work. Last time I was cutting, I was cutting grass. I called Tara and asked if she would like fix me a glass of water and just set it on the porch. Yeah. And she was like, sorry. I'm, she was like, he had gone to the grocery store or something. And I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'll just drink out of the hose pipe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Why would you not? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it's uh we should probably thank the Lord every day that we have clean water just to drink. Yeah. You know? My in-laws, they have to go buy water when we go to like the beach. Oh, for real? They won't even drink Gulf Shores water. Huh. Huh. Makes no sense to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's either. Alabama. Yeah. Which we didn't go that far. Deidre was talking the other day. She brings like this cup to work. You know, it's probably holds thirty-two ounces or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, well, I run out of water. I need a bigger cup. Yeah, and I was like, why don't you just refill it from the sink? And she was like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm at the hospital. I was like, no, like the sink in the break room. And she was like, no, I'm I'm at the hospital. And I was like, oh, you're weak. You're, like, you're soft. Like, I won't, you won't be going forward with me when all this devolves. You will die. Tara's got this big, huge cup or a j- bottle, j- whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That- 
It's got like uh, on the side of it all these like encouraging. Oh, I've seen those. Like as as you yeah. drink it down, it's like oh, keep going. Yeah, you go, there. girl. Yeah, yeah all that right. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember one time she said, uh, "I come home from work," and she was like, "I have I need to drink more water. I'm really behind on my water." And I looked over and I was like, "Well, now according to the bottle, you're doing awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I would be doing awesome if it was four p.m., but it's eight p.m." <laughs> <laughs> I uh I drink a lot of water. I like water. I, I used to exclusively drink soda. Mm-hmm. And when I switched to water, it was rough for probably two or three weeks. And now it's pretty much water all the time. If we go out to eat, I may get a sweet tea. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, water's awesome. Yeah, I, I I drink a lot more water in the summertime. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you know what you need is a nukes cup. <laughs> I got I got a ton of them. Well, water tastes better out of a nukes cup. <laughs> I left one yesterday behind. I was helping a friend do something, and I drove off. And then I was like, "Dang, I got I left my nukes cup." You know what I find? I find a Nalgene. I love. I have a Nalgene. Water work. and ice. Yeah, like me, like shake it up. I don't know if it just like does something in my brain, makes me think to like hiking or yeah, something. Yeah, you're on the trail. Me. Yeah, but it, it tends to taste really, it tastes clean and yeah. it tastes cold. It's really good. What a riveting discussion about water. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the people tune in, Tiny. A little bit of uh, goth girl blood in it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Shout out to Stan, one of our most loyal fans. And a champion that birds aren't real. Yes. Okay. Dead birds get new life. Uh, New Mexico researchers develop taxidermied bird drones. Oh, they did this back in the 50s. (laughs) Yeah, they're just just now hitting the press. They're about to release some, like, CIA documents that have been secret (laughs) forever. So they're like, oh, guess what? We've just figured out how to do. Right. Um. Scientists in New Mexico are giving dead birds a new life with an unconventional approach to wildlife research. I'd like to put quotation marks around wildlife research. <laughs> a team in New, at the New Mexico Institute of Mining and Technology is taking birds that have been preserved through taxidermy and converting them into drones in order to study flight. Hmm. I thought we had flight figured out. Like, I think the Wright brothers got that part figured out, right? Yeah. A long time ago. I mean, I guess there's certain aspects of it. Like, I don't know if this is true. I've heard that it's a mystery how some bumblebees are able to fly. Something about the... Oh, yeah, like their weight versus their wing. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if that's real or if that's just some crazy thing I heard in Sunday school one time. I, that's nerd talk, you know. Like, that's when... You've done all the research, and you're just looking for something else to right. research. Dr. Mostafa Hasalanin, a mechanical engineering professor who is the who is leading the project, has found that artificial mechanical birds had not given the results he was looking for. <laughs> what were the results he was looking for? Well, here's a quote. We came up with this idea that we can use dead birds and make them into a drone, he said. Everything is there. We do reverse engineering. Taxidermy bird drones currently being tested in purpose built uh, in a purpose built cage can be used to understand better the formation and flight patterns of flocks. That in turn can be applied to a- to the aviation industry. 
Um, if we learn how these birds manage energy between themselves, we can apply that in the future to the aviation industry to save energy and save fuel, he said. Mm. So I think what he's talking about is when they're in formation, you know, what's the aerodynamics of that? Why is flying in a V or whatever better? And they're taking actual dead birds yeah, and putting like sure. mechanic mechanisms right. inside to reanimate them. And I would assume they have to all be the same type of dead birds. Like this is really, really cool. In but a way. I, but I can't think of how horrifying that must be to all the other birds when they look over and see their friend's corpse like <laughs> shambling towards them. Hey, is that Bob? <laughs> like, imagine, just for a second, imagine that a space aliens have come to Earth. Sure. And they want to study human culture right. and how we interact. Yeah. And so they take a dead person. <laughs> they like put machines in it and reanimate it. Sure. And it's like staggering around <laughs> trying to be all normal. That is the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. <laughs> That's what they do with all the dead presidents. Dude, what if all the presidents in the Hall of Presidents at Disney World like really were the corpses of all the dead presidents? <laughs> That's it. That's what they are. And Donald Trump died a long time ago. It's a clone they have now. Everybody knows that. Remember that story? I think we talked about it on this show about... Uh, the robot that is Donald Trump was supposed to be like Hillary Clinton yes. because they were all so sure she was going to win. Yes, they thought she was going to win. But then when she lost, they repurposed it right. into Donald Trump. Donald Trump's animatronic robot is transgender, technically. <laughs> technically, if we're just looking at it from a technical point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if this is true or if this was just some you know media outlet trying to shame President yeah. Trump, but something about... It's mannerisms that act somewhat feminine because they thought it was going to be Hillary Clinton. And maybe so. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I remember people were mad that they were going to put him in there. Do you remember that? Yeah, but how can you not? He's a president. How can you not put the current president right. in there? Yes. You know, he's not my president. I mean, I'm sure they have a Joe Biden president yes. in there right now. And yeah, they do. It's probably more lifelike than the real Joe Biden. <laughs> I thought it was the actual Joe Biden. Because <laughs> the Hall of Presidents is a great, let's get out of the heat for a little bit, just yeah. sit down, you know, and take a nap. That's what I did. I'm like, <laughs> I know all about Andrew Jackson. I've read like four books on him. I don't yeah. even listen to his speech. So, yeah. Although I want to cheer every time Andrew Jackson talks. <laughs> <laughs> By today's standard, Andrew Jackson is very problematic. But back then, he was awesome. Right. He was the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And he told the Supreme Court, good luck enforcing your, yeah. your ruling. Yes, right. <laughs> he was not afraid to be like, I, yeah, I'm pretty much the man in charge here. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Battle of Horseshoe Bend. That's where I got into him. We went to Horseshoe Bend on a field, field trip okay, when I was a cool. kid. Have you ever been there? No. Oh, dude. I'll have to check it out. It ain't. There's nothing there. It's exactly what you would expect in Alabama – uh, historical landmark mm -hmm. to be very little money put into it, but you just go back there. You're like, I mean, there's a big battle here, you know, and I'm standing at the same spot where it happened. It's cool to me. So mm -hmm. don't get me on an Andrew Jackson kick. I love him. You know? So also America, as far as, you know, 
I'm sure there, I mean, it's it's a big landmass. I'm sure there's plenty of history, but we yeah. know virtually none of it. Yeah, right. So it's got a very short history yes, as far very. as what we have recorded. Yeah, right. Definitely. I, you know, before Europeans made contact, there was like a, it was huge society. Mm-hmm. Just think about how many arrowheads have been found oh, yeah. by rednecks Absolutely. in Alabama <laughs> alone, you know? Millions of them. And now they're laying in the windowsill of the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> in the trailer. Yes, yes, exactly right. <laughs> Priceless artifacts. <laughs> Found in some creek bed while some guy was day drinking with his buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Scattered across trailers all over America. I love humanity. <laughs> Dude, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> Why wouldn't aliens come here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like if they existed, while well, everyone says, you know, what would they care about us, dude? We're awesome. <laughs> we would be like WWE. Yes. They would eat it up. And maybe we are like the entertainment <laughs> yeah. for everybody else. And they're just watching us <laughs> and laughing at us. And yeah, we're great. This is like <laughs> one big episode of Jackass for the rest of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, John. Alcoholism is not funny, but sometimes it's funny. It is sometimes. (laughs) How about this dog that is addicted to alcohol? A first for Devon Animal Trust. This is from the BBC. And apparently this is the first dog to have ever been treated for alcoholism. But (laughs) staff at What about Spuds McKenzie? I, I was he. I don't know. Hey, did he actually drink or was he just? Like he's a like a spokesperson. Oh, I don't know. He lived a double life. He was actually a teetotal <laughs> Christian dog. He's making money. He converted off of Bud to Light. Christianity right before he died. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like all the other atheists, like Christopher Hitchens did. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, staff at an animal shelter in Devon. They have been caring for a dog they believe had become addicted to alcohol. Two dogs were initially taken in by Woodside Animal Welfare Trust in Plimpton after their owner passed away. Soon after arriving at the shelter, the dogs began showing signs of alcohol withdrawal, uh, something staff said was a first for them. I wonder what the symptoms were. Like, <laughs> he just started beating his wife. <laughs> yeah. They're like yelling at. Yeah, irritable. Yeah, bring me a beer. That's right. (laughs) Soon after arriving, okay, one of the dogs passed away, and while the other required intensive care, staff at the shelter believed the dog's previous owner could have been a heavy drinker. Woodside staff said that shortly after arriving at the shelter, the dogs began repeatedly fitting. What what do you think that is? Just having a fit? I guess so. That sounds like what it is. An on-site vet was able to administer emergency care, uh, but one of the dogs... a bottle of Boone's farm. The dog named Georgie sadly passed away. The other dog, Coco, required around-the-clock care at the trust special care unit. The two-year-old Labrador cross spent four weeks sedated and has now made a full recovery. Kristen Stone, who works at the animal shelter, said that Coco has been monitored thoroughly throughout his recovery. Staff at Woodside were uncertain of the circumstances which led to the dogs becoming addicted to alcohol. Ms. Stone said a process of elimination led staffers to believe the dogs could have been showing symptoms of alcohol withdrawal. She said it could be that just after the owner had a drink and would have gone to sleep, the dogs may have drank the drink. We just don't know. But, I mean, for them to become like 
alcoholics. That'd be every night. It'd have to be every single yeah. night. And he's maybe like even pouring more. a bottle out accidentally. He's, I mean, I'm, I, in my head, is he not just like giving them alcohol? That's what I think. Yeah. Like he's little drinking. For me, and he's, for you. he's giving it to them yeah. too. Nobody likes to drink alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you know how much fun it would be to get drunk with a couple of dogs? <laughs> that would be a blast. We do know that they were very, very well loved and well looked after, though. Yeah, he uh, loved them. He let them drink with him. <laughs> he was giving them his booze. Yeah, he was sharing right. his booze with them. Yeah, so have you bought a bottle of bourbon lately? It's expensive. <laughs> they say that now the Labrador Cross is now looking for a new home, and staff at Woodside said that someone who is home quite a lot would need to be the one to adopt the dog. I guess <laughs> just watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them get into the alcohol cabinet. Right. Apparently, what was the dog's name? Coco. Uh, Coco has their their 12-week chip, and they're doing good. <laughs> you think you had to make amends with people? Just one step that. at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> yeah. Which, addiction is no low laughing matter, but what is a dog it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I wonder why they don't do that for humans, you know, like a, a meth head or something, is just sedate them for like a month. And they don't right. have to go through all that withdrawal. <laughs> and then they wake up and they're like, oh, I feel a lot better. I don't want to steal catalytic converters. I have no desire to shoplift from the Dollar General. Is that what they do at rehab I don't know. rehab centers or whatever? I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I was, I was too strong. I beat drugs. <laughs> Single-handedly by myself. There's this guy who my dad used to work with. He went to rehab one time and he was he was telling everybody at work what it was like. Yeah. They said that a guy came to pick him up, and on the way to the rehab place, he like handed him a six pack and told him to indulge. And yeah. he was thinking this is going to be all right. But once they get there, he said that they gave him some kind of medicine that made him have a like a made him pu- like sick oh, when he wow. would drink alcohol. Oh, okay. To kind of like retrain his, his brain. brain to like not want it, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> Apparently, it didn't. It worked for a while, but yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to kick habits. Uh, I imagine it's a lot of let's sit around in circles and talk about, mm-hmm. you know, our what our motivations are for drinking or what you know. Oh, sounds terrible. That would be so bad. <laughs> I would. Be, this is why. This is why I can never become an alcoholic <laughs> because I would never. I would hate that so bad. I I really think I can time it up right at the latter part of my life to just become a complete and total degenerate and just crash and burn like the last. <laughs> I'm thinking ten or fifteen years, <laughs> and just go out in a blaze of glory like a John Bon Jovi song. <laughs> I don't know though. That's been a thought I've had for a long time. It's just. Let's just cut the spigot on and go with it. Are you going to take Jay with you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I can, Jay's 10. So, okay. He probably doesn't have a, a lot more, you know, a few more years left in him, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. He's got a swollen nipple, too. Hmm. Yeah. He's been to the vet a million times. The vet doesn't even act like it's a big deal. He doesn't act like it's a big deal. I can thump it. Hmm. I mean, it's as big as a toe. <laughs> like a That's human weird. toe. Yeah, and he's male, too. So at first I was like, oh, he's got breast cancer. (laughs) That's what I told the vet. (laughs) And the vet was like, no, it's like a gland thing or whatever. He's like, you know. He's not supposed to have glands there, though. Yeah, he's like, "Uh, it's not an issue unless he acts like it gets painful or something. He's Mm -hmm. like, then we might have to, you know, do something. 
And so he's never acted like it was painful. But okay. it was weird to look at. <laughs> All right. That's talking dog nipples with Johnny Tiny. <laughs> uh, Texas man claims ghost pushed a shopping cart into his car, causing damage. Ghost or jerks? In general, yes. I mean, why can't you just go away? Well, if the goat ghost didn't return the shopping cart to where it was supposed to be, it's a low life. Right. Uh, a Texas man whose new car suffered damages uh, when a shopping cart crashed into it claimed a ghost caused the incident. Kobe Todd said he got into his new Ford Mustang after leaving a local supermarket outside of Dallas when a shopping cart hit the back of his vehicle. Clearly, had to the be a ghost. only explanation for yes. this. Is a ghost. Yes. Security footage the 21-year-old viewed later shows the cart turn on its own and wheel across the parking lot to hit his car. There are no people, animals, or other moving cars seen in the video pushing the cart. Or wind. You can tell that from the security footage, too. Well, let me tell you what Todd said. Todd said there was no wind that day, adding that the store itself would have blocked any wind gusts. No no, no wind that whole day. No, and the store would have blocked any wind gusts. As you and I know, the wind always comes from the same direction. Always. However, Todd said he might recognize the invisible force behind the crash, while ghost hunting at a home in Frontier Village, Todd said he sensed a little boy spirit that may have followed him home into the supermarket for work the next day. That is filling in the blanks, my friend. <laughs> he is he is filling in a lot of blanks on this one. <laughs> Todd mentioned he'd like to talk to the ghost if possible, since he's not happy about the damage to his new car. Uh, maybe he was trying to play with me, he said, uh, or maybe he's not at peace yet, and he was trying to let me know something. Maybe he thinks Mustang drivers are douches. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think. That's pretty much the general rule. It would stand a reason that the afterlife would know that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ty, this dude is clearly crazy, right? <laughs> but you know, sadly... No, because there are a ton of 21-year-old people out there who think this kind of stuff. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. I have I believe in ghosts. Yes. I, I Look, I, I do I think science can explain every single phenomena in the world. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure that science has the utilities, the capability to do that. Yeah. Maybe there is supernatural stuff. But what gets me is people go to an abandoned house. Right. And... They hear some story that they don't even know is true or not. Someone said that there's a little boy who died there or something like that. And they immediately jump to, uh, this is the ghost of a little boy running a shopping cart into my car. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. No, I I got you. Like, um, okay. I mean, They have a jump to conclusions, Matt. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Like, maybe there's some weird stuff happening in the house. And maybe some of that weird stuff has perfectly logical explanations. And maybe some of them don't, but I feel like that is quite a leap to go from there was a cold spot in this old house (laughs) that a boy died in once upon a time to shopping cart ran into my brand new Ford Mustang. It was the ghost of that little boy. He followed me on down to the shop and save. I waited till my shift was over and then uh, rammed a cart into the back of my car. Yeah, how do we know that the ghost followed you? Did he call like a ghost taxi? A ghost Uber, of course. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. A ghost Uber. A ghost Uber. 
<laughs> like, how do ghosts get around? They float, get right? I, well, <laughs> do they? <laughs> sure. Do they float around? How do we know there's not like a a, a sled pulled by ghost hamsters that they ride on top of? They have of. a whole ghost mass transit system, <laughs> yes. a rail system. They're tubes, <laughs> like in Super Mario, that like suck people up and they t- travel all over the place. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like it might work. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it might work. The ghosts are laughing at us. Like, look at these people sitting in traffic. They haven't even figured out tube travel yet. Well, the other side of this story is that Mr. Todd here doesn't have any friends. Because someone would have been like, dude, you cannot go to the news station about this. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah, like like, I know you think this is happening. It may have, Todd. I Uh love you, and I want to believe with you. (laughs) Do not take this to the news. Because there'll be two rednecks in Alabama talking about it on a podcast. (laughs) I feel like a lot of ghost hunting groups would be like, pull back. Come on. Look, you're giving us a bad name, buddy. Let's get something a little more compelling yeah. than a shopping cart. All right. Look, and also, everybody, put your shopping carts back. All right. <laughs> yeah, Let's seriously. stop the madness right now. Let's stop little ghost boys yeah. from taking that cart and just ramming them into some right. douchebag's brand new Ford Mustang. You can't take your cart back, and this is what it leads to. All right. <laughs> stop being lazy. Yes. Take your cart back. Okay. Everyone, do it. The grocery stores, they use a special ghost-resistant <laughs> metal pipe sure. on those cart returns. And yes. if you'll just put them in the cart return, the ghost can't get to them. That's right. They can't break that field of stainless steel <laughs> pipes. <laughs> that little ghost boy would be like, oh, man. <laughs> I was going to dent up this dude's Mustang, but the cart's in the cart return. And we know all grocery stores are built on old Indian graves. <laughs> of course. Right. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> uh, I like to tie that all up in a nice, neat bow. <laughs> uh, gun found in quesadilla leads to man's arrest, police say. <laughs> Taco Bell, is, they're really outdoing themselves. Uh, he uh, he wanted fire. <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he asked for fire sauce. <laughs> he he got the the definite real fire. <laughs> Police in Mississippi say an officer made a surprising discovery in a Taco Bell quesadilla during a traffic stop. Officers stopped a vehicle for a traffic violation around twelve thirty eight p.m. Friday in just Picayune, Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Police say during the traffic stop, the passenger hid a handgun inside a fold of the quesadilla in a Taco Bell bag. (laughs) During a search of the vehicle, officers allegedly found a distribution amount of methamphetamine, liquid heroin, and other drug paraphernalia. Wait a minute. They're making heroin in liquid form now? Apparently. I didn't even know that existed. Wow. I thought you had to use a spoon. (laughs) You have to get a candle and a spoon? (laughs) Yeah, that's the traditional way. Uh, I guess your drug dealer, if you want heroin, he'll, he'll ask you. You to special order it? Do you want liquid or traditional? <laughs> you want extra crispy <laughs> or original? The passenger, identified as Devin P. Mitchell, was taken into custody and charged with the following. Possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute while in possession of a firearm. 
possession of a controlled substance, tampering with physical evidence, possession of weapon by felon, possession of paraphernalia, and uh, bad cooking. <laughs> I don't know. I just threw that one on there. I said when they picked up that Taco Bell bag and it was so heavy, they knew something was up. <laughs> Well, dude, what did like, you spend, like $30? <laughs> What'd you get, 32 bean burritos? Yeah, right. The driver of the vehicle was cited for disregard for a traffic device and released at the scene. So they didn't even take him to jail. They just... Was it the driver or the passenger? It says the driver of the vehicle, which, I mean, I don't know. They had to take him to the jail. He had a bunch of meth on well, they're saying they, he put it all off on the passenger. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll say the passenger is who they took to jail. Yeah. The driver. Yeah, the driver, he was he was released. Yeah. So. Yeah. Somebody took that charge for both of them. Yeah. Sometimes, kids, you can blame everything on your buddy. Yeah. No, that's definitely the way to go. If you can, <laughs> is pin your crimes on someone else. You put your gun in your quesadilla and you ask your buddy to hold it. Sure. And then you go to the police officer and you say, I think he's got a gun. Yeah, dude, he's got a gun and bag. he put a bunch of drugs in the trunk. <laughs> There's a lot of drugs in the trunk and a gun in the quesadilla. Don't tell him I told you this because yeah. he'll kill me. Yeah, right. No, definitely. But make sure he stays you in jail. You have to go search it <laughs> right. and find it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand over here and act like I'm against all of this. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Maybe you even want to like cuff me right. and put me on the ground or something. So sure. he doesn't think I'm ratting him out. One time. I'm not, I don't want to go to jail. I've always been too pretty to go to jail. <laughs> and we had, uh, this is like early in my time at UA. Uh, we had all been at a house party and we had to drive like four blocks home. Mm-hmm. And so everybody piles in my car because I really hadn't had anything to drink or anything like that. Everybody in there, there's no telling how many laws were broke and, you know, like for illegal substances, firearms, <laughs> knives, brass knuckles, whatever else, everything else, plus seatbelt laws and all that. And I rolled through a stop sign and got pulled over. The first thing I told everybody in there is, I'm not going to jail for any of y'all. <laughs> it's like, just so y'all know, I'm not going to jail for anyone. And we were literally in sight of the house we were going to. And that's what got, he was like, where are you guys headed? I was like, to that house right there. And he was like, how many people have seatbelts on? And I was like, I know that I do. I cannot speak to anyone else. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to get a bunch of my friends home safely. And we are almost there. And he was like, go on. And I was oh, like, phew. thank you, sir, <sighs> for not searching this car. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had. Yeah. No, we would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> You'd have thought you busted up a ring of criminals. What did so. he pull you over for? I rolling through the stop sign. Oh, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And well, what it was, I took a left hand turn on 13th Street uh, off of like uh, one of the side avenues, not a big street. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't come to a complete stop. And he was coming down the street. So then he was like, I almost ran over you, which he clearly didn't. There was enough room. <laughs> right. I wasn't drunk or anything. But that was his reason for pulling me over. So mm-hmm. I could pull it out in front of him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he said I rolled through the stop sign, which I wasn't sure about, but I was driving a five speed at the time, so I could have. And sometimes, you know. Yeah, I know how it is. You just roll, you just kick you it out. You don't want to shift down. Yeah, you want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm so trying to save my transmission. Pain in the rear. Sure. I don't want to shift down and, Every, then, and then speed back yeah. up after that. Absolutely. Right. And we're just almost right there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. But I immediately made it clear to everyone I'm not going to jail for anybody. <laughs> 
here about myself, <laughs> just so y'all know. Um, well, let's see. Speaking of going to jail, police estimate two million dimes are stolen from a truck in Northeast Philadelphia. Wow. Police are investigating after someone broke into a trailer containing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of dimes in Northeast Philadelphia. In, in this case, $200,000 worth of dimes. At least, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the discovery was made around 6 a.m. Thursday in a Walmart parking lot. Uh, police on the scene say an estimated 2 million dimes worth $200,000 for those who can't do the math. <laughs> Even me and Tiny can do that math. Uh, were stolen. That's an increase from an earlier estimate of $1 million in dimes, or 1 million dimes, I'm sorry. A total of $750,000 worth of dimes were in the truck, police said. Hmm. And then they got 200000 worth. Yeah. Dimes were found scattered from the Walmart parking lot uh, to Woodhaven Road, for those who know where this is. So that was before they got that hole plugged up. <laughs> they didn't have the uh, tailgate all the way closed. <laughs> I'm just thinking... How funny if the cops could have just followed the trail of dimes like all the way to their house. Uh, Action News has learned that tr- a truck driver picked up the dimes from the Philadelphia Mint on Wednesday, but then went home to get some sleep before a long drive to Florida. This is a common practice to pick up a load going to Florida and go home for the night to go sleep and get on the road in the morning. Thank you, DOT, for your insane driving regulations <laughs> that these people have to keep. Captain Jack Ryan said of the Northeast detectives, uh, the truck driver parked a big rig in the Walmart parking lot, and when he came back Thursday morning, he found the trailer door was open. They were trying to cross-load the dimes into other things, but there were dimes all over the parking lot. Police say cargo thefts have been an ongoing issue both in the Northeast and in South Philadelphia with all kind of goods stolen. We've had lamb, chicken, TVs, refrigerators, alcohol, said Ryan. Uh, There are cameras in the parking lot, and investigators are working on a suspect description. One bystander wondered what these thieves will do with all those coins. I feel like if they try to go to the bank and cash it in, they're going to get caught. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. They'll be like, well, where did you get all these dimes from, said Jasmine Waters. So, Hmm. yeah, I've... We discussed this before we went on air. Yeah, how do you fence that many dimes? I don't know. It can't be easy. Uh, you gotta, like I said, I think this is a mob hit. Truck driver clearly in on it, <laughs> and or they've been watching the mint and tracking shipments, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, they were probably tied to some coin operated business like a laundry or a car wash or vending. coin star. Yeah, Coinstar. I own a bunch of Coinstar machines around the world. Yeah. Maybe that's how you do it. Like if you're just some some redneck yeah. and you got all these dimes, you take out whatever loans you have to take out and you just sell whatever property you have. You do everything like like the guy in the parable who found the treasure in a sure. in, in the field. And went and sold everything he had to buy that field and get that treasure. <laughs> yeah. You sell everything you have to buy a coin store vending machine. <laughs> just, so then you can fence your stolen dimes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know what you do with all of them. You'd think they were disappointed when it went like quarters. And they're like, dang, it's, di- it's a shipment of dimes. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, but I feel like even if it's quarters, that's still going to be a pain. Yeah. 
oh, to, yeah. <laughs> to use yeah. that many. But I can use four quarters a lot easier than I can ten dimes. That's true. Yeah. I, I thought briefly the thought popped into my head, like maybe you could you know, roll up a bunch of like $10 rolls or whatever they call dollars Dimes. Is it $5? $5 rolled dimes. And then maybe you could sell those to people in the hood yeah, for no, like a dollar right. a piece. Oh, yeah. But still, yeah. at that point, enough people are getting involved that yeah, they're gonna, word's going to get out. everybody's gonna paying get, with dimes. It's going to get back to you. Yeah, they're going to be like, no, Tiny sold me these. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, that is true. You a might roll of five, a roll like of dimes for a dollar. I could how could I turn that down? I mean, that's a that's a big profit for you. Yeah. You know, on both ends. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I hope this helps with inflation somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's gonna do the opposite if the if the mint decides to just Re- mint that redo many that. more. Yeah. yeah. No, let's just leave it the same, y'all. Those dimes <laughs> will work their way back into the system slowly. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're just collecting like, well, no, they don't do state dimes. They do state quarters. They do state quarters. Somebody like really needed just that one to complete their little collection. Yeah. Not the Helen Keller one. I see them all the time. (laughs) Makes me mad. (laughs) I like to think that every single vending machine in this this town is going to be full of dimes. Absolutely. (laughs) They're going to... That's maybe that's what you do is you go to every vending machine, buy all the snacks out of it, then sell and then those try to, to sell people. the snacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just going door to door. You will occasionally get that, like at the office, somebody just walk in and be like, "I'm selling candy bars." Yeah. Some random person, <laughs> no, I'm selling candy bars and, for my kids' school. Yeah, I was always for the kids' school, <laughs> always or a little league team. I feel like even at that though, that is so much work. Yeah. No, it's a, like it's it's a bigger pain to steal the dimes. <laughs> or, or I mean, I mean, why would you steal the dimes? Because basically, what that whoever did this, they stole themselves a bunch of works. What they yes. did, but two hundred thousand dollars worth of work, it might be worth it. Well, he's probably not going to get two hundred thousand dollars back. Maybe if he's selling five dollar rolls for whatever, or buying up vending machines and yeah. reselling it. Like I mean, he's I'm. Look, he's he's in whatever he gets. If he makes five dollars, he's in the profit. Yeah, he's a hundred percent profit. <laughs> yes. if he makes a dollar, but he's probably not going to get two hundred thousand dollars no. back. Maybe you sell like a thousand dollars worth of dimes to a bunch of different people. Yeah, for a you know a lowered price, mm-hmm. and let them deal with you know <laughs> getting rid of it. It's your problem. <laughs> what <now>. if? <laughs> What if every single day, John, some <laughs> crackhead dude, meth head guy, walks into Spiller Furniture and is like, hey, can I get <laughs> going to buy a set of lamps? <laughs> or or I was just thinking, what if he's like, hey, I got a bunch of dimes. Can I like, do y'all need some dimes? Can right. I get a $5 bill for this roll here? <laughs> How about, what about three? We'll give you $3 for that one. I don't know. How much it's an the, intriguing crime. How much would the scrap metal? This in them be worth? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that probably not ten cents, but maybe you could sell them for scrap. One of them made out mostly out of zinc and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of copper. Yeah, I don't know. The copper would be the most expensive. So maybe this is like some meth heads. Like, you know how much copper's in them dimes? <laughs> not ten cents worth. <laughs> no, <laughs> not but at all. 
at that point, you're helping fight inflation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> take it to the scrapyard, melt them down. Yeah, melting all these yeah. dimes down and destroying them. I don't know. All the other dimes in circulation are now worth more. <laughs> There's a lot of trouble where you could just steal catalytic converters. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I said, I think this is some mob thing, mm-hmm. and they have a way to wash this money. They already had it all figured out. They're like, let's just go get as much as we can, mm-hmm. and we'll let Fat Tony and his <laughs> chain of you know laundromats what start about, like, putting the, them in. But didn't they say also like TVs and oh yeah, well lamb people, and all that other stuff yeah, too. People are stealing everything these days, right? I don't know if you've seen like they'll just be like a group of kids going to CVS and just clean it out. You know, and some old lady working there can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they figured it out. You know, <laughs> like, we had a we had a tenuous agreement based upon morals and laws for a long time that we're not going to steal a bunch of stuff. There's and, a movie on Netflix called Emily the Criminal. Have you oh, no. seen that? Uh-uh. Okay, it's it's starring Aubrey Plaza, but she's um I think she's working in a restaurant as like a as a cur- like basically like a DoorDash type person, okay. and, and her buddy is like, "Hey, I'll give you this phone number. You call it, and then you make like a hundred dollars for an hour of work or something like that." And then she she goes to they they're like, "Well, you need to be at this place at this time," and she goes there, and it's just a room full of people just off the street. Yeah, and they're uh, when you go to the door, they take your driver's license, and then you go to your seat, and then they come back, and they when they give you your driver's license back. They give you a fake ID with your picture on it uh-huh. and a credit card with stolen information Money. on yeah. it. And they're like, you, you, <clears throat> you know, everyone, you basically, you go in one of these stores and you buy one of these items. And then there's going, we're going to have a van out in the back of the parking lot to meet you when you're done. And we'll give you your cash and you'll give us the, the stuff. Huh? And I don't know how true to life that is, Yeah, but that's what was happening in the movie. Well, maybe, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of weird schemes going on in the world. Fencing stuff, stealing and selling it. That's been going on for a very long time. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to stop I'm it. Like, it's a lot of work. It is. <laughs> it is a lot of work. But I'll tell you what, I've gotten several cheap weed eaters in my life. <laughs> no questions asked. Sometimes it benefits you. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't mean to. Sure. Like, if you're just looking for something used on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Yeah, like one time when I was on a Boy Scout trip, we bought some obviously stolen tires (laughs) for our Boy Scout bus. (laughs) They clearly stolen tires in the parking lot of a truck stop. Some guy's just like, hey, I got two extra tires of the same size as y'all. You know, give me 50 bucks or whatever. Mr. Like, hey, Mr. West, we're like, yeah, y'all move your gear. We're loading these up. <laughs> you didn't even get a matching set. No, they matched. Four. They matched, but you know, it was like two good tires. But it, but it wasn't like a tire. set of fours. What no, I'm saying, no. Oh, but man. the bus was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it had dual wheels on the back. Oh, I see. What so you're saying. you could put them on the inside. It wouldn't matter or whatever. Okay, I, I bet. See, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. Two tires for cheap. <laughs> can't pass up that deal <laughs> god sent that angel our way <laughs> dude how many people have probably been riding home thinking what a godsend god's <laughs> just looking out for me just looking out for me and it was it was stolen property that someone else was fencing i, I was t- 
I was talking uh, with some friends this week about uh, I've I know I've told the story about find or we found like a hundred dollar bill blowing through the parking lot of a strip club before we went in. You know? Oh yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Thank you, God, <laughs> you know, for thinking of us before we hit this door of the strip club. You've blessed us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. We better talk about our sponsor. <laughs> We've done all the stories, right? We have. I lost track. All right, we want to talk about our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, and thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them, or anything, will change your life. I've been having it on my grits no, every okay, morning. I've never tried them on that. It's great. It's great. Give it just a little, just enough kick to get your day started. There you go. Uh, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice. He may take dimes. I don't know. <laughs> just check with him. He'll let you know. You can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All the products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. Our first and only call this oh. week comes from Jacqueline. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline. Uh, doing a lot better. So awesome. Thanks uh, for everything, I guess. Um, anyways, your last show that I listened to, which was the last one I have, um, the story about Officer Pancake and the Afro Man saga, I went down a rabbit hole on that. <laughs> and I started listening to the music videos, watching the music videos, Oh my god, it is hilarious. (laughs) Like, if you guys that are listening haven't done it yet, go on YouTube, watch these videos. They're just, they're hysterical. Uh, Also, you guys were asking about, uh, or talking about, I guess, what a ciborium is. Um, It's in the Catholic Church. It's a little, it essentially looks like a chalice. It's got a lid on the top of it, though, like a dome lid, and on top of that, it's a little cross. Uh, and it's where they keep the Eucharist, um, the communion wafer, whatever you want to call it. Oh, we I think we have those too. Yeah. But I don't think we call them a couple We just call them a tray. <laughs> In Baptist churches, it's just the tray. Yeah. It's that thing you're afraid to drop when they pass it down a row. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, when we get the little... Uh, when the tray comes down the pew that has the little grape juice cups in it. Yeah. No I, bigger anxiety. <laughs> my whole life. I yes. just know at some point. I know. I'm going to drop it. The worst was, I remember, if you, my dad, when he was still living, he had uh, Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. There was one time that was coming down the road. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't want to embarrass my dad. But he needs some help. But he clearly could not pass 
that grape juice tray. He, right. he grabbed a hold of it. It looked like that little glass of water in Jurassic Park when the T-Rex is stomping up. Like times 10. <laughs> <laughs> the cup's rattling in it and everything. Yes. <laughs> I immediately like grabbed the other side of it with my hand. There you go. And just held it still. Yeah, just steady. And it. my dad, he did not want to give it up either. But I was like, <laughs> just let me help you. No, I just want to help dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, the, if the Catholics are right, and this is the blood of Christ, yeah. let's not spill the blood of our Savior <laughs> all over these pieces. You don't want to stain everything with it. Uh, yeah, no, I almost backed out of being a deacon when I got to thinking about having to serve communion <laughs> and pass those trays out. Anyway. I was confused by what you guys were talking about with little Tic Tac things. I don't know what that is. Um, but in all the churches I've ever been to uh, in Canada and in the States and even in, in Europe, um, our Eucharist is like a little roughly one inch diameter. Uh, I wouldn't call it a cracker. It's like a flat piece of bread. It's doesn't taste really like anything, cardboard kind of, and uh, yeah, So I'm not, and sometimes they have a cross on them, sometimes they don't, and I assume they are made in a factory, um, so I don't know what the deal with that is. Anyways, I uh, hope you guys are all having a great week, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen in movies, like the Eucharist is like a little round wafer. But yeah, in, in Baptist churches, in most Baptist churches, Sometimes, yeah. it's like that, but like we we're talking, it's like a little tic-tac. It's about the size of a tic-tac. It also tastes like cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> with really a little like bit anything. of flour sprinkled on it or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The church that we're currently attending, they, uh, <laughs> for a Baptist church, it's kind of, kind of, kind of interesting that they did this but the church has just decided to heck with unleavened bread oh. we're just we're just going fresh baked bread oh for real i guess i guess some <laughs> get some pillsbury crescent rolls no there's a lady in the church she makes homemade bread it is huh. definitely leavened <laughs> <laughs> and it actually tastes good it's just like a little they they cut you just like a little crust of wow. it but uh it is not cardboard I'm, you know, tough tasting Tic Tac. It's like a little crust of homemade bread that you get. We had to do it at, uh, so, you know, the Methodist church sponsors our scout troop. Mm-hmm. Um, can't get a Baptist church sponsor a scout troop. <laughs> they quit that when the RAs came around years ago. Yeah. But the Methodist church is our charter organization. So scout Sunday, we go there. And, uh, up until this year, they had like a contemporary service and a traditional service. Now they're only having traditional service. Uh, oh, they cut out the contemporary service. Yeah, right. You usually see that the other way. They Go have the a way. very aging uh, population. Gotcha. So uh, are they like this uh, contemporary service really isn't as big a hit? Thought it. Yeah, and be. I think all the young people were like, "Hey, we kind of like you know doing what we've always done is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've we're coming here because we like the church, gotcha. the church we grew up in, all that stuff. You know? Right." So, uh, but at the contemporary one, we had to go up front and they have bread and we had to like tear off a piece. They mm-hmm. wouldn't tear it off and hand it to you. So then I was like, well, what if I tear off too big of a piece? <laughs> so just get a like big a, old And they had, piece. we were all drinking out of one cup, you know, where they like rub it with a rag in between. Didn't like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird for a Baptist. But I've been to the ones where you take your little piece of bread and then you like dip it. Oh yeah, I've done. They yeah, did that, that in one of the contemporary ones too, but not mm-hmm. this one. And then we had to do a regular communion, 
uh, where you, but you all go up to the altar and kneel and, and do it. Mm-hmm. And that was like new to me. Right. You know, not opposed to any of that. <laughs> I don't like the to, one cup thing. I'm used to that super duper scary tray. Yeah, of, right. I was like, great juice oh, cups coming yeah, at me. Going up front and getting on an altar is no big deal. You know, <laughs> if you're bringing it to me, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for the communion facts. Yes. Jacqueline. I knew we could count on you. Right. Yeah. Our resident Catholic expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The squirrel won't ever call in. <laughs> He's too busy. He's man's got every iron in the fire. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at uh, Sam's. Oh, yeah. A while back. I, I hope everything's still going good, but uh, he was—he said he was dating a girl. So, oh, all right, yeah, good for him. That'll take up some time, <laughs> definitely. Oh, will. boy, you talk about <laughs> take up a lot of time. <laughs> so much fun. Well, we got some questions. Okay. And now it's time for ask John questions about stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show, and it's, I guess it's not just uh, John, but just, we're just asking questions. Okay. If you have any questions, you can head on over to our Discord server and link in the show notes. We have one question this week, and it comes from Gander. Okay. And it is, is cigar and pipe smoking bad for you? I don't think it's good for you. Yeah, I was just, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how bad is it for you? I don't know. Yeah. But... Uh, it's probably not good for you, but I feel like the occasional cigar, or the occasional pipe's probably not terrible. Probably not the worst thing. If it wasn't for my wife, I would probably be a pipe smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, she hates. She actually says she likes pipe smoke, but you know, like I like the smell of the pipe smoke. Yeah, but she don't. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it a couple times. She didn't like it too much. It's probably better for you than like. <laughs> all those twenty ounce sodas I yeah. drink constantly. Yeah, you're right. Every I mean, weekend, it's like yeah. one way or the other. But a whole meat lovers pizza, <laughs> sure, down the hatch is probably yeah. better for you than that. Probably better than cigarettes for sure. Yeah, cig. Now look, we've. I mean, we've talked about this on the yeah. show. Personal, you live your life. Oh, yeah, cigarettes to me smell horrible. Nah, they're great. I wish everyone who smoked would immediately switch over to cigars or pipes or vapes. Oh yeah. Yeah. You like a vape. Dude, cotton candy, I'll take the smell of cotton candy over dirty floor tobacco rolled up in a piece of toilet paper every day. Oh, that's great. (laughs) There's nothing better. There's nothing better that goes something is going to go horribly wrong tonight than being in a room full of cigarette smoke, loud music. Got the headache. Oh, yeah. It's great. Which I don't think you, well, I don't think they've made it a law that you can't smoke in bars in Tuscaloosa. But right before I got out of the bar district in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. everybody down there was like, yeah, we, we're, not, we're not letting you smoke in the bar. You have to go outside yeah. for that. Which I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can ruin my liver <laughs> <laughs> and just get just wasted and go crawl into a car and drive home. That's cool. But I can't smoke a cigarette because your bartender don't want to get cancer. <laughs> you know, that's I, not my fault. I have no idea. That's an excellent point, but it might just be that it stinks. Dude. It does. Ugh. It'll the stale cigarette smoke would permeate mm-hmm. through the walls into the restaurant, and it would take till about lunchtime for it to get gone. Uh, usually, a couple times a shift, I like to go take a ten minute break out, like on the dock at where I work. Yeah, and that's where everyone goes out to smoke because there's no smoking inside. Yeah. 
And I try to sit away from the smokers because I like being outside, but I don't like cigarette smoke. And yeah. there's this one lady last week who had like a cotton, some kind of vape, smelled like candy. And, and every great. time she blew it, I was like, ah, it's like Febreze up in here. Tiny, just go ahead and start vaping, buddy. I don't want to get popcorn long. I don't. I will say this: last week, I got to which I back when I was a single man and I was cool. Mm-hmm. I used to smoke the occasional cigar. Yeah, I mean, maybe like you know, on the weekends, I might smoke one cigar if I happened to be with the guys and we were out doing whatever. Sure, it's never like a habitual thing. But I really got to want one last week, and I didn't do it. Oh, okay. But, man, I really got you to got want one. You got the perfect porch to sit on and smoke a cigar, Tom. I know it. I mean, it's the perfect porch let's for go, it. Let's go sit outside around the fire pit and smoke <laughs> yeah. a pipe. Let's do right. it right now. No. Let's end the podcast and go smoke. <laughs> no. I'm not getting in trouble tonight. <laughs> Deidre hates smoke. And now it's worse that she's at the cancer center. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she sees people who have smoked their whole life that are in pain and all that. And so I understand her position on it. Yeah. The smoke is so cool. It's the coolest thing in the world. It's <laughs> always been cool. We won world wars when everybody was smoking and smoking <laughs> right. inside with the windows rolled up and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're a lot weaker now that all this no smoking stuff started. Do you think people who smoke get surgery when they get when they open them up? They just smell like an ashtray inside. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, don't start smoking, kids. I'm just kidding. It's right. not cool. It is not cool at all. It looks cool. It looks real cool. <laughs> but it's not. It looks real cool. There used to be. I used to have a picture saved on a computer that Thomas poured a bowl of cereal on. <laughs> And I haven't been able to find it yet. It was in a Sports Illustrated article, I think. And it was Bear Bryant walking out of the tunnel at Legion Field. And there was a huge no smoking sign over him. I mm-hmm. think it was Legion Field. And he was in the process of lighting up a cigarette. <laughs> and it was a black and white photo. And I've never been able to find it again because I was I had it saved. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get this printed out in high quality. I hang it up because this is the coolest picture in the world. <laughs> I, want, I want a hand-painted painting hanging in Bama fever. <laughs> this picture right here. <laughs> I told you about my cousin's dad, stepfather, who is a state trooper in Alabama. He has a picture of him shaking George Wallace's hand in George Wallace's office. And his dad has a cigarette lit in his off hand while they're shaking hands. <laughs> You're like, that's a cool picture. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, anyways, what else we got to talk about? We need to thank our patrons. Oh, okay. Yes, we, we do. I forgot what <laughs> segment of the show we were in. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you all so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where the $5 tier gets you a whole extra show after this one. Earth Oddity Extended. That's patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. Mm -hmm. Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up the extension today? We're going to talk about horny men on Reddit. (laughs) There's certainly a plethora of those. (laughs) Yes, there are. 
Uh, I have a story about transgender athletes in chess. Okay. So. All right. They're taking (laughs) over chess, too. (laughs) Swimming and diving wasn't enough. Apparently not. Okay. All right. And Bud Light. And Bud Light. Yeah. Everybody got real (laughs) mad about that Bud Light stuff. I'm glad it's died down a little bit. Right. I saw their Anheuser-Busch's CEO came out and made a statement that was basically, hey, guys, we're going to evaluate. You know, it was like a non-statement statement. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Rednecks don't forget too easily. I saw something, and this has to be a joke, but something about the Budweiser CEO being like a CIA field agent or something. For real? I saw that. Is that on Infowars.com? No, it was on Twitter. And I was like, this has to be a prank. This has to be a joke. But there was like blue checks discussing it. So maybe it was like, maybe it was a prank that just fooled a bunch of people. I don't know, but it was hilarious. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking, what is, why is the CEO (laughs) infiltrating Bud, like Anheuser Busch, and like trying to take all Redneck's favorite beer away from them? I don't know. Um, was this supposed to be like uh, attack against the incel community? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the CIA is trying to get Rednecks to overthrow the United States government. That's what they do the <laughs> best. They, they have because their hands when, all over January 6th. <laughs> because when they do that, they can step in and bust them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And act like they've done so. We've cracked the code on this. We don't even need a blue check mark on Twitter. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Bluey meme group that you invited me to <laughs> yes. was great for like two days, and now it's back to, I think. It's just, died down. Yeah. I've noticed that, too. Yeah. I'm going to leave it if it doesn't get much better. Well, it was fun for a while. Sure. It was, it was a blast. It was when- beautiful. I <laughs> loved it. It's like every day there was like a super family-friendly meme and then out of nowhere it's like bandit shooting blm protesters with a banana (laughs) and i was like whoa that come out of nowhere it was very funny (laughs) it's very funny but yeah i'll probably leave too long because i don't get it now because i don't watch the show yeah yeah now that the politics have died down yeah i just enjoy watching people getting all mad in the comments yeah i agreed it was hilarious i don't Understand the mindset behind I see something that I think is offensive or racist or whatever on the internet and then going, I have to tell the world that this is bad on, you know, like every normal person that looks at it will be like, yeah, that's racist and move along with their life and not get into an argument with someone who's obviously a troll. I was about to say do people not understand that this is why the trolls troll? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Attention. I think they're just, and that was my thing. Like at one point, I was like, old people are the ones getting mad about all everything on the internet. Mm-hmm. But now it's like young people have turned into old people somehow <laughs> prematurely. Yeah, like, and then there's like a, a a gap of people like you and I, and probably the people who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. are just like, oh, these people are just trolling. I, let me enjoy it for what it is, which is making people mad. You know? <laughs> yeah. And if we do see something that's bad, we're just like, oh, it's bad. You know, I'm not gonna. That's terrible. I'm not gonna write a diatribe about it in the comments. But that's what people do on the internet. Hmm. It's a problem with the internet. It's a beautiful thing that everybody has an opportunity to share their opinion. But that's also the worst thing about the internet <laughs> is that everybody has the opportunity to share their opinion. Huh. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it. Other than I love everybody, and. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art sometimes on Instagram. Okay, look, I'm making a <laughs> promise to the listeners. I will post this week's show art. My The only job I have on this podcast I'm failing at. That's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. We have a brand spanking new website. You can check out earthoddity.net. Yep. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Uh, 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, many of which of you may be horny people on Reddit. We were going to talk about that today, but I was going to talk about Hudson.